Oh, Effie and Simi missed our little get settled in time. Okay. So let's start. Now, today is, today will be a continuation of what we, everything we discussed last. Okay, the Holy Spirit has different ideas. I want to start with by saying thank you. Mm. Thank you for weekly, week in and week out, start devoting your time to fellowship. Mm. Thank you for trusting us, we and I, with the gospel, your heart, your lives, with your time. I know it's not easy to devote this time, but thank you for always regularly being here to receive whatever the Lord put in our hearts for you. Thank you for choosing to be good towards the knowledge, the revelation God gives you. Thank you for choosing to grow in this good gospel as sons. Thank you for your giving also. I don't know if you guys can notice there's a microphone here now. Yeah. We have a mic, we've got a microphone, we're opening Spotify. And so it's also a blessing. The giving that you all have done, we are willingly. We are we are the giving that you have willingly done as led by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We've used it to do the things to make this should I say broadcasting of the message um better mm -hmm. so thank you for your willing giving for your daily sacrifice thank you for choosing to be on this journey in sonship today i had initially thought we'll be talking on the forms of prayer because we've talked about the nature of prayer i thought we'll be shifting into forms i will start discussing how forms of prayer have been abused mm -hmm. i mean the forms of prayer hi mike yes mr mike. mr mike welcome so the forms of prayer have been abused um I am not going to go in depth today because I don't believe that that's where God is going or the Holy Spirit wants. I will broach it a bit, then we'll go to what the Lord really wants today. There are two forms of prayer. The forms of prayer are divided into two. Action and active. The forms of prayer are divided into two. Action and active. Remember that we describe prayer as a nature in sonship. Wherein we fellowship, with the person, the office, and the ministry of God. Prayer, in the summary of all the definitions of prayer, is that prayer is a nature in sonship, but we fellowship with the person, the office, and the ministry of God. And that is the nature of prayer. It's not what you do, it's who you are. So you don't, prayer is not an action, prayer is a nature. It's from the nature of prayer that any action in prayer is done. Now, there are forms of prayer, forms which are active and forms which are an action. 
an example would be an active form of prayer the one that's active meaning it is living and active in you you don't need to activate it it's already active fasting is a form of prayer that is active you don't fast you are already fasting it's in nature we'll address that further we'll go into scripture we'll prove that groaning when people say you groan and you moan groaning is a active form of prayer you have to do it and there's praying in tongues you have to do it pray always in the spirit it's and you should always be in the spirit you never leave the spirit it's active so we'll go into the forms and the, of prayer action versus active maybe one one week we we'll focus on action and that week we we'll focus on active as we go on so now get into what the lord wants to discuss today first is answering your questions the lord said there are still more questions so we cannot move we can't move forward until all the questions are answered. hey fair welcome so we can't move forward until the questions that people have in their hearts are answered and we cannot build upon faulty foundations so questions must be answered and clarity we must bring ourselves to a place of clarity before we move forward i will start by saying this when christ died we received the spirit of adoption wherein we can cry abba father if you had if someone adopts you you are adopted into a family hence when christ died we received the spirit of sonship and whenever the holy spirit enters you every dimension of the holy spirit enters you you've also received the spirit of wisdom the spirit of knowledge understanding godly counsel reverence for the lord so everything that is required of you to do he's in you to fulfill it you are sons so we had some questions that were put in, put in there what is hindering i mean we can we can let, let me go to the questions and we can go from there and if you have any other questions if you have any questions comments testimonies concerns concerning everything we've learned so far with the sonship and prayer please the floor is yours Everybody's quiet. There are no questions, no comments, no concern, no testimonies. I have a comment and a testimony. Hi, everybody. I miss you so much. Hey, Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Hi, 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 everyone. It's been a couple weeks for me. Um, and it's been a lot going on um, within my family. Um, we we had some losses, um, but not only that, me personally, um, financially, I have been in the fight of my life um, to the point where I almost lost my home. 
and um, I've been in communication with Oyen and um, and I just have to even personally thank you so much for being such a beautiful light and praying with me and um, holding my hand through this experience. You and Osi both, um, you have no idea how much this has meant to me. And it wasn't until really these past couple of weeks where I really, where it really makes sense for me why um, being here and why these teaching, teachings and why these lessons are so important. Um, I ended up under stress, um, just again, just really feeling like I'm attacked on every side, um, having a lot of family members go through various things. I almost kind of felt like y'all, I was in my job season <laughs> and um, it was really hard. Um, and I found myself being at war with myself and wanting to revert back to old habits and old ways of coping, right? So whether that be stress eating, um, whether it honestly be, you know, drinking a little bit more than normal, going back to having a wine, going back to having drinks, right? Just whatever I could feel like I could do to help myself feel better. And in the mean, in the midst of it all, um, God still was with me. And the words and the scriptures that I was even led to even throughout this journey continue to remind me and affirm who I was. Um, but I feel like emotionally, I was just really in such a dark place that um, it was just really difficult to, um, it was difficult to just see my way through it. And so in the midst of it, y'all, I continued to pray and practice what I learned through this experience. And one of the things that I learned is that declaring and decreeing is real. <laughs> um, the Holy Spirit taught me though, but it's not, it's more than just the words for me. It felt good to hear language that was more empowering. But one of the things that I learned was that you can declare and you can decree all day long, but you have to believe what you say. Um, you have to really know, and you have to really trust that God really does love you. <laughs> And, um, and I think for me, just going through what I went through, it was hard for me at some points to really receive the love that was that has always been there. Um, even in the midst of my own mistakes and kind of going back and forth. And I don't know if any of you have ever had that experience, right? Where you, maybe you made a mistake or you did something, you know, then you were like, oh man, I shouldn't have did that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that, right? Or you kind of went back and forth with yourself or man, old habits sometimes can be hard to break, right? But I just want to give a testimony that once I really, really, oh, I'm trying to just Holy Spirit, give me the words. Once I refused to, once I stopped feeling sorry for myself, <laughs> and and once I uh, got really, really still and really quiet and just continued to just remember all that I really have learned since I've been in this space. It just hit me that God has really brought me way too far to leave me where I was. And even in the midst of making mistakes or um, or things just going very, very wrong around me, um, God is still good and his promises are so real. So I won't 
babble. I'm, I wish I could really describe what these last two or three weeks of my life have been. It has been very shaky. Um, and, and I haven't been like myself in a really long time. And tonight I'm just, I'm here and it feels good to be back here. It feels great to be back in this space. Um, I remember my first conversation that I ever had with Shari. She was one of the people who led me here in the first place, having that wonderful conversation with her. And Shari, you may or may not even remember, but I, th I had given you a little bit of information. It was right when I had moved into this house, when I had spoke with you. And you literally told me, that's, girl, that's your house. That's your house. And God showed me, Shari, that this is my house. And I learned a lot about faith and faith is amazing. It's everything, believing, trusting, really knowing who you are in Christ and really owning the love that he has for you and the love that we have for him, just really experiencing that and, and, and living in it. Um, it's real. And I learned that although faith is amazing and you know, it's, it's for me, it's been more love. It's been more of a trust walk. Um, right now, I have to be honest, Ogan and OC, the Holy Spirit is also teaching me about discipline and, and consistency um, and how important it is to, um, to really stay connected and to abide, right? Because I learned that even with this house, you know, I had the faith to attain this house and that was beautiful and that was a blessing, but it takes discipline to maintain and you can, I believe in my opinion, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but based on my experience, I did learn that, you know, attaining blessings are wonderful, but um, it's important to make sure that you continue to keep your heart postured in a way where you're being obedient. And disobedience can throw you out of alignment and there are consequences um, for, um, for not really listening. So I don't know. I just, I, I just, I, I just feel like I learned that, you know, I can attain and I can claim and I can own and, and nothing, what God has for me is for me. But he's also just teaching me right now that discipline is, is just as important and, and being consistent, right. And just, and just walking with him and talking with him and holding his hand through it all. But he's just, he's just never left me. So I just, I just thank everybody in this group. I thank you, Ogan. I thank you, OC, so much. And I'm just, I'm still learning, but I'm just, I'm grateful that I'm here tonight and I'm still in this house <laughs> and everything's going to be okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm just learning a lot. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here and I'm just going to kill. I'm just going to keep on learning, but I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, let me share my, let me see if I can share the screen with you all um i'm gonna do this so we often default let me start by saying we default to the comfortable we default to the known and the enemy prides himself in deception of our defaults let me repeat that we default to the normal, we default to the comfortable, and the enemy prides himself with the deception of our defaults. Okay, what does that mean? I'm just not trying to explain. Oh, okay. When we are, when we are faced with uncomfortable situations, mm 
where we feel powerless we shift back into the nature that we believe we have control over mm. we go back to the things that we believe where we where we are in a space where we feel powerless we go back to the places to things for some people is masturbation because you can control how you feel you can control how you make yourself feel and you can control the outcome for some other people is alcohol you can control how much you imbibe you can control how much you drink and you it takes you to a place of escape it's a momentary escape in the powerlessness you feel now for believers the the main issue is no longer sin consciousness the the, the fight now is transitioning from self-consciousness to sun consciousness when we are faced with issues mm. and we feel powerless and we feel unable to do anything when we are when we, when we forget that we are walking in on water in a storm we forget that we walk by faith faith is a person not an action mm -hmm. you do not walk for faith faith is given mm -hmm. unto us a child is born unto us a son is given the given son is the person of faith the primary the given son mm -hmm. is the person of faith let me repeat that the given son is the person of faith mm. what does that mean the primary meaning of faith is the person of christ the secondary meaning of faith is the completion of his works mm. the primary meaning of faith is the person of christ the secondary meaning of faith is the completion of his work so faith is not what you do mm -hmm. faith is a person he is the substance of what we hope for. Mm -hmm. He is the evidence of that which is not seen. In him, the world was created. In him, by him, Abraham completed everything he was supposed to do. By him, um, um, what's the name of the, the Rahab was was de declared righteous. It was always in him. He is faith. So, when you call, when we find ourselves in situation where we feel powerless, mm. which we <laughs> self-consciousness is focusing on how powerless you, you are in that situation self-consciousness is looking at what you can do mm -hmm. how can i hustle how can i grind how can i how can i do one of, make the situation. how can i make the situation work how can i put one or two things together to make the outcome beneficial mm -hmm. how can i work out my faith mm -hmm. with fear and trembling how do i do that you do not do that mm -hmm faith see whatever grace gives grace keeps mm. you did not you didn't you were not qualified for the house but he qualifies the call so he qualified you for the house he has called you to when situations came and you started looking at your qualifications your abilities and you pulled into yourself because of the powerlessness you felt mm. he wins in self we win in song mm, say that again please he wins in self he meaning the enemy the enemy he mm. wins in self mm. we win in song my lord we yes. are more than crop pros <laughs> to Christ. Okay. Oh, okay. so if you say something 
Yeah, I was going to ask a question. So you had started a train of thought of self-consciousness is what can I do to make this situation work, mm -hmm. right? So what is some consciousness? Is some consciousness like what is what am I learning in this situation? Or is it just more what like I'm trying to think of what the equivalent is. Okay. The equivalent would be not what can I do? What is the Holy Spirit saying? You see? when we for those who are led by the spirit are called sons now let's look at if we you can either open your bible to isaiah um isaiah 1 uh, sorry isaiah 11 we'll read isaiah 11 from the beginning i'm reading you can read it and amplify so if you if you if you want to i'll, I'll wait for it. when you dare say uh -huh, uh -huh, you can either look at the screen or go on your phone or bible isaiah 11 amplified when you're there, say, uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Thank you. So, you see, he says, Then a shoot, this is a prophecy of the Messiah, will bring forth, spring from the stock of Jesse, David's father, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And what is the Spirit of the Lord? When the Spirit of the Lord rests, what comes the Spirit of the Lord? The spirit of wisdom and understanding. Mm -hmm. So you have what? What is wisdom? What is understanding? The spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge, and the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And he will not judge by what his eyes see. Nor will he make decisions by what his ears hear. Let me stop there. Let me explain what you just read. By this, by the Spirit of the Lord in you, mm -hmm. by the fullness of the Holy Spirit in you, when you are guided by the Holy Spirit, you have knowledge. When you see people say, "Ah, word of knowledge," and what's that uncommon knowledge? Things you are not supposed to know, things places you are not, you were, you never were. Be it in whatever, regardless of the subject it is, you have uncommon knowledge by this presence of the Holy Spirit in you. Mm. You don't just know it; you also have common understanding you have understand the heart of people and you also understand the heart of god mm -hmm. you have an uncommon understanding now knowledge applied with understanding is what we call wisdom so when you have the knowledge of what is going on regarding the topic regarding the situation you have understanding of the heart of people and the heart of men then you now have the wisdom on how to apply what is required you have the spirit of wisdom now you have spirit of counsel. When you don't know what to do, when you don't know how to deal with the situation, when you don't know what to do, you don't know how to deal with the situation, you have the spirit of counsel, godly counsel. Mm. When you feel powerless in a situation, you have strength. Spirit of strength. What's the key? What, what's the beauty of that strength? Strength, as we described when we talked in the past um, gatherings, strength comes with the revelation of his love mm. that spirit of power power found in his love that assures you of a sound mind mm. so your mind is not stressed you're not strained you're not weary you are empowered in his love to have a sound mind mm. you're not afraid and the only fear the only thing here is reverential fear reverential fear is not being afraid of the lord is being conscious 
of doing things as one with him and so it's not even your strength that does it it's the spirit of you of the lord in you that gives you reverence and obedience that whatever you are doing is in accordance with what god wants done let's see the message version of this are we all tracking so far nobody's tracking you can use your emojis you can use the comment section i think i'm listening and i i don't know that you could explain it any further let's just explore more translations says a green shoot will sprout from jesse's stump from his roots a budding branch the life-giving spirit of god will hover over him the spirit that brings wisdom and understanding the spirit that gives direction and build strength the spirit that instills knowledge and fear of god fear of god will be his joy and delight he won't judge by appearances he won't decide on the basis of hearsay what does that mean holy spirit right yes that's the holy spirit so when the holy spirit is guiding you what um sorry one important thing to note here is this is isaiah this is a prophecy in advance of christ so right. This prophecy is speaking of, if you remember, at Jesus' baptism, mm -hmm. when the Spirit of God hovered over him. Mm -hmm. And we see even in Luke where he talks about, you know, the boy grew and grace and spirit, the boy referring to Jesus and grace and spirit grew with him. So the spirits that grew with him, this is what that spirit, what the Holy Spirit really came to do. So in at, from a um lens of the prophecy that was to come these are some parts of the things that the spirit of god comes to do in the life of the believer mm -hmm. so as he's witnessing of the love of god and witnessing um that we are sons these are some of the benefits of that sonship. of sonship that we have wisdom we have understanding we have direction it builds strength in us like to the point of um what jasmine was saying about the discipline and you know courage and all of those things instilling knowledge in us like the spirit of god even in the old testament it was already prophesied that he would do these things so now that we are in christ and we're believers in christ we also share in this blessing of the holy spirit inside of us okay. because he brings these benefits so we Thank don't you. we don't we don't have to sit in ourselves and focus on our own wisdom mm -hmm. where we feel powerless not even where we feel powerless you should always be directed by the holy spirit mm -hmm. that is the benefit of sonship it's like having a gps a gps come up and deciding to to look for look, look navigate with old maps mm -hmm. maps have changed things happen with the GPS, you are able to get your direction a live feed. And when you miss the way, you can reroute. Yeah. Right. Whereas with the map, you, it starts getting more difficult for each for each turn you miss. Mm -hmm. or, even, or you go to places, you now have to lean on direction of people who may or may not know. Where you're really trying to get to. Or not, able, not even being able to describe it to you in a way that you can understand. Because the Holy Spirit meets you where you are to take it to where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So, to answer F's question, you have two choices. Mm -hmm. Sit in your own wisdom and your strength, or always be led by the Holy Spirit. Romans 12, 1, present your eating, your living, your daily, your walking, 
everything you do present it as a living sacrifice so you are presenting it unto the holy spirit that he guides you in wisdom he leads you in godly counsel he gives you understanding he gives you knowledge that you are not living by perspective seen from one point of view but you are living by vision you see everything you are doing the way god sees it mm. so regardless of how powerless a situation may want to make you feel you lean into the strength that is his that's mm -hmm. within you i don't know if that makes sense does that answer your question i think does it does thank you so much um and i think when we're saying you lean in hmm. and i think this is probably what jasmine was starting to say right leaning in looks like you know saying your declarations and spending mm -hmm. time with the holy spirit like what else constitutes that leaning in and of course believing that you know you hear from him and that you know you're guided by him things of that sort yeah um part i mean part of the leaning in like you know jasmine and you had mentioned um are all of these things but being aware of the blessings and the the quote unquote the job description of the holy spirit is super important which are the things that you get when you're in your word like knowing that oh wow he's here to offer me wisdom is here to give me insight is here to give me understanding okay i can lean into that because this is what he's here to do because sometimes i think when we don't necessarily know what this job description consists of we sometimes are limited by my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge right if we don't know that this is available to us it becomes difficult to even accept or embrace it so spending the time to which is why you know understanding how to properly read our bibles how to properly um get receive christ in the things that we we receive because these are the things that go to reinforce the things that we hear in services like this or when we're you know amongst fellow believers when we hear the gospel because the more um of christ we see the more our identity is unveiled and as we continue to declare and reinforce that we are mounting the resistance and dismantling the strongholds of sophisticated arguments right um that try to keep us focused on like the things that we can see so really reminding ourselves that we are spirit beings having a physical experience and operating as a spirit being world not, not becoming woozy or just weird but truly understanding like according to um the revelation of the kingdom we are now in this is how we're operating and this is these are the things that we believe and embrace and hold fast to um that's all See? trust in the lord with all your heart don't lean onto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. And he shall direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean onto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. The beauty of sonship is in the excellence of submission. Mm. God is most glorified 
when we um, when we understand and are submitted to his love mm. the beauty of submit of sonship mm -hmm. is in the excellence of submission so that you enjoy the nature and authority you have as son based on how deep and how well you trust him enough to submit mm. but submission comes from a place of the revelation of, of his love if you don't know that you are loved when you find yourself in self-consciousness you will find yourself dabbling in unworthiness mm. and when you find yourself dabbling in unworthiness you result to who you were not knowing forgetting who you now are mm. you lose out on the i am nature when you question am i mm. Mm. son consciousness is i am mm -hmm. self-consciousness is am mm -hmm. i my lord so you shift from i am to am i when we live when we leave sound consciousness to self-consciousness mm. so jasmine i thank god for your testimony mm -hmm. but remember when the next battle comes that you already won mm. and since you are in christ and he sees a replayed match because he knows the end from the beginning. Sit in him who is the beginning, because you are assured that we think with him in the nature of the beginning, you would always get to the end. Amen. Amen. Lala. Lala, your hand is up, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, I was I was just saying, I think it kind of broke it down when you are unsure. <laughs> You know, you get in my mind, I had, you know, I pray, you know, you pray, you put it mm -hmm. in God's hands about a situation. And then you, I receive something coming in. And I said, okay, it's Holy Spirit. And then I get a, an opposing thought <laughs> or feeling. And I think that was it just making sure it adheres to the word and it is not by what I see right because I think this the what was it the fourth verse said but the righteousness no the third at the end he says he shall not judge by what his eyes see mm. or decide by what his ears hear but the righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide the equity for the meek of the earth just basically not by what you see right mm -hmm. and so or feel right because the feelings right because my flesh said no don't do that right but my heart and all the things of god said yes do that right so it's i think in my mind and when it comes down to is that flesh or is that holy spirit right mm -hmm. uh, does it line up with the word of God? Is it his, is it fruit of his spirit where the decision is coming from? Or is it the flesh that's sitting in fear saying, no, hold on to that? Mm. Because, you know, if you, you know, you're judging by what you see right now. And so I think that's where it comes down to just being um, assured in what I hear. What am I hearing from? Okay, well, does it align with his word? And is my flesh sitting in fear? 
or mm. judging by what it sees. And it usually is fear. And I know that's not of his spirit. So go away from that. Mm. And I think, you know, just all the time being sure I watch you do it. You'll throw a question out and you say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want? What is it that you're doing here? And mm. then the next download will be that thing that you do. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, God, why do I, you know, sometimes I sit in it. Sometimes I'm like, no, that's it right there. Boom. Mm. And then sometimes there's an opposing thing that goes back and forth. And I think Jasmine, you were saying it like that comfortability thing. And I think part of it comes with trying to have control over a situation that I don't have control over in the beginning, but mm. I already won either way. I won. Right. Mm. I can't lose financially. I can't lose uh, nothing in the flesh. I, they already won in the spirit. It's already done, right? So there's no way I can lose. There's no way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just being assured of that, um, being assured of that and just making sound decisions and, and knowing that it's Holy Spirit. When we pray, when we ask him, when we invite him in and if we're led by the spirit, just knowing that's him. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Last week, <laughs> um, last week when we were talking and you got, I think that was really good. And I know you, you started the call with Holy Spirit, where do you want us to go? But I know we were talking about having the, um, dealing with those situations with boundaries and different things in a, in a marriage perspective. Mm. And I think that was good. So at some point, I know you asked in the beginning what we were y'all thinking. So that was just one of the things that stood out to me and but I like the way it's going to this Holy Spirit knows okay that is all wait do you have a question from last week Did you have no, I think she, um, she's hoping she's saying that she's hoping that we get there one of these weeks yeah. yes. I just I, the way the conversation or and the, the the spirit was going last week was just really good I left very full and um yeah and this is this is all it's always good i just was um yeah that's all amen, amen. i think we've, we've been hearing a lot from like relationship points so okay yeah maybe we should address a bit of that today Mishari, go ahead Mishari. i'm sorry so um i have a question okay if, um, Oyen, I remember you was in the salon and I was talking to you and I remember you saying like, well, you have to use wisdom too, right? So when we're praying and asking God, I know sometimes it's a lot of things I don't want to do, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think necessarily, I don't feel, this is what I will say feel. I don't feel that all the times when I'm feeling a certain way, like even though I'm being torn to do something and I feel like I'm not doing anything outside of God's will, but it may be um, not handicapping someone, but mm. taking the responsibility from them, mm -hmm. even though I, um, how do I say this? Like I'm handicapping by making ways all the mm -hmm. time for someone else to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, well, it's God because I'm helping somebody. Mm. Is it? You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's not always correct, though, Michelle. I, I I agree. That's what I'm asking. 
Oh, yes. Okay. You want to answer it? No, go, go for it. Okay. See, let me use our lives as an example. So we enjoy. Oya and I are givers. We like to give. <laughs> we don't withhold anything from anyone. We love to give. But we had to learn that sometimes people are on journeys with God. Mm. People are on journeys with God. And when you step into that journey, you interrupt what father and child or father and son are doing. Mm. Sometimes God wants a person in a season to learn to go through a process. It may be a bit of suffering so that they learn, they stop looking to people and mm -hmm. start learning to look to him. Now, if you step in, oh, this person is going through this, let me help them. Yes, they are going through. But sometimes the father requires them to stop seeing people as idols and mm -hmm. seeing him as the provider, as God. You stepping in interrupts that lesson. And that person, mm, I knew Mr. I need um, I knew Shai will come, and I knew Lala will come, and I knew. So the person continues relying on people who have lists of people, or that, okay, if I need this, I'll go to this. You become the provider. You in, in, inherently made yourself go to the person unbeknownst to you. Mm -hmm. However, the Lord required a season for that person to curb that vice so that they can turn to him. It's not that you were trying to be wicked. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not that, but in your doing, even in your giving, see, there is a good that is ungodly. There is a good that is ungodly. Any good that takes away the sun from God is an ungodly good. Mm. Any good that takes a that makes that idolizes you in the eyes of a person is ungodly. So when we want to give, we always ask the Lord, should we do, should we give? How much should we give? How much is not always money, mm -hmm. it's time. It's resources, it's effort. Two reasons for this. Reason number one, so that if the person is on the journey, we do not interrupt it. Two, we may not be the one the Lord has assigned to give. There may be another person the Lord has assigned to give that person. And in the giving, a relationship, a partnership, a friendship, something else may be born, may be formed from that. So it is not our testimony to give, it is someone else's testimony. So we cannot interrupt what the Lord is trying to do in a situation. Mm. Recently, someone asked us for um, some help. We did not feel led. It's not like we couldn't. We didn't feel led. So we told them, look, um, unfortunately, the Lord is not leading us to do this. But someone close enough, so since the person was close enough, we told, we told the person the Lord is not leading us. Less than a few days after, the Lord sent someone to give the person what they required. And from that sending, opportunities opened from that person with the person that was sent. Imagine if we had decided to do that. We would not, we would have only been solving one problem. God who knows his child mm -hmm. knows what is needed now and what will be needed in future. Mm -hmm. So the first reason, because of God. Mm -hmm. We don't want to interrupt a person's lesson and we don't want to cost another person's testimony. That's the first reason. Second reason is 
if in future that person turns around and does something hurtful it will always be we never gave them god gave mm -hmm. we're simply vessels so we will never internalize or expect any form of appreciation if it comes wow thank you for being appreciative if it doesn't we were simply vessels we do not internalize anything that was done in the process of giving because we never gave god did i don't know if that's the question do you want to add anything to it no, i think that's, that's that captures it i don't know Mishari, does that does that clarify does is that clear what if the person is his spouse oh huh that requires um that's a different I, that's, that's a different dynamic that's a different dynamic honestly because, huh? No, go ahead. Michelle, did you want to add something? No, go ahead. Just, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. That's a different dynamic in that in as much as we're in a marriage, the two have become one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the righteousness of one covers the other. There is still room for the two to go on the journey that God has for them. There are things that as we <laughs> as we go on in marriage and we desire, you know, of course, the ultimate thing is we love the person and we desire them to continue to grow and to mature in everything that God wants for them. When it comes to maybe would I say finances specifically, there are some ground rules that you know we kind of set together so is a is if say for example is a financial request is this request aligning with some of the ground rules that you and i have both um agreed on so this is with this is how our house is going to run and you know maybe okay i can be personal with this so in our house we have the budget we have all of the things that have made it into the budget and everything has its own bucket i like things to have buckets uh, if a request comes up and it doesn't fall into any of the buckets regardless of if we have an excess or if it seems like we have more if it doesn't fall into the bucket then let's put it in the queue and talk about it and i know it can be tough if it seems like maybe one spouse has more financial capacity than the other spouse but coming from a place of this is the overall vision we have for our family. And I think one of the things that we've kind of done is I will ask OC, okay, what is the Lord, what has the Lord shown you about our family? Which that encompasses our um, spiritual health, our physical health, our financial health, all of those you know, types of things, which then goes into how we make several decisions for our family members. So are there ex quote unquote excesses that some of us might have? Like I have a tendency to buy things that I don't necessarily need, mm -hmm. just depending on what is happening. Mm. And Osi has a tendency to collect perfumes for no reason whatsoever, which I think of as an excess. So one of the things that we've had to do is put in things like, okay, do you actually like really need that? So not from a place of like trying to control, because sometimes when it's a, especially when it's a financial thing, it could seem like an element of control. 
<laughs> you don't know where they are collecting the fumes. It could seem like an element of control. So we want to be mindful that we're still um, presenting the love of God, even in that situation, but we are applying the wisdom of the spirit of God in no like being able to actually like say no in a marriage and there have been seasons where i'm like you have this budget i have this budget your budget is done and that's kind of it my budget is done and that's kind of it and that is the standard that we are both holding ourselves to so it doesn't seem like a separate set of rules apply to me and a separate set of rules apply to him that this is the set of rules that applies to the entire family and, huh? no, finish. Go ahead. and that way we're also seeking god for what are the areas that you're growing my spouse in or what are the areas that needs to be developed and how do i partner with what the lord is doing with my spouse that's that in itself is key right so when we come to have this type of conversations and it took a really long time so with my example of trying to like buy unnecessary things mm -hmm. it took a long time for me to actually get to the root of why i was collecting unnecessary things and now i think i'm on my path to becoming a minimalist <coughs> oh oh see <laughs> yeah don't go <laughs> and it was kind of like you know holy spirit revealed that because i had had a season where mm. i didn't have anything like it was a struggle <laughs> to do a lot of things so the moment i felt like you know i was now employed and then i was making money i just was using I was operating one out of a scarcity mindset and I was using that to kind of build an armor around me so that the things that I felt in the seasons where I didn't have anything are, are things that I no longer will feel. So, and that took a while for me to kind of get to that place. And, you know, this is after moments of like frustration and like, also just been like, like, okay, why did you buy? <laughs> why did you buy this or oh, i buy it and then i just abandon it right and that was something that you know he had to be patient with me as i got to that place of revelation so when we have conversations around okay this is your budget or whatever it is not from a i'm controlling you because i want you to show up a certain kind of way but truly like our family as our family unit is always going to be priority over our individual needs if that I mean, like i said a lot of things you said the thing is what's the use god has blessed us mm -hmm. and what we have is an apt situation mm -hmm. a case study of the best example mm -hmm. so but that is not always life mm. So now let's just, we, we, we need to go to the place where life is, life is happening. What if a person has a spouse that does not hear the Holy Spirit? You right. can ask me those questions because you trust that I will go back to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what is our budget for this month? How are we spending? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. And I will come back with answers. Mm -hmm. And then based on what the Holy Spirit has said, we manage, we, we address our, we align our finances that way. Mm -hmm. What if I didn't hear from the Holy Spirit? Okay. What if you could not trust me with that question? Right. What if it, in some ways, it would seem I was selfish? Mm -hmm. What if I am not, because I am seen from my own wisdom. Right. And I am, all I see is what is happening in the house and how, from my perspective, you are even being selfish to me. 
-hmm. you're trying to be controlling to me mm. and that causes us to butt heads how does a wife in that situation or a spouse or a husband in that situation draw the line of giving this is a hard question it's very hard now holy spirit let's talk yeah that's the question that i asked, that was uh given earlier exactly that because i feel like sometimes even in me in the past because i felt bad i overdid make somebody feel more or because i felt like or because they shared you know it's hard on me i don't feel like man whatever the case may be and so i overdid and I kept overdoing and was never a foundation laid in the beginning. And, to, and okay, this is what we're going to do. Everything's going to go in. This is our book. This is what we're going to do. But instead, it was you do this, I do this, and I more because I make more. And here you go. You keep that because you, only, you have all this going on. And I felt like in the past, I, I used to do that. And I was talking to a friend of mine. And I was just saying, I made those, I made those mistakes early. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. I was saying that I made those mistakes, and I had to pay for it. Mm. I had to show me that, okay, you know, you did that wrong. And so I just saw the after effect of me always trying to make somebody um, more comfortable or feeling bad because I made more, so I over. Um, I don't even know why. What's the word? You compensated. Mm -hmm. And pretty much handicapped the situation. And I found myself a couple years later dealing with that until you know God gave me wisdom. I was okay. You guys sit down, put everything in one bucket, and this is what you do. And this is a budget for everybody. Right? And I, okay, I still sneak and do a little here there stuff, but which is not okay. Um, then I see him doing the same thing too now. You know, like see how free um, everything is in one bucket, and it became easier because now he put in a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And we have this budget to where we work within, but then money is all of ours. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Before we can do that, so I took my most responsibility because I felt that, or because he didn't make as much, or because he was strapped at the end of the day. I don't know. It was just, I was sharing this. And so um, Lala said her question and made me think of the situation I just um, talked about. So, okay. So let's answer your question. And the Holy Spirit is having me rewind to fast forward. Mm. Let's go back to the root. Right. The first question we ask is, who provides for the household? Exactly. The man or the woman? Can anyone answer the question? Who provides for the household? The man or the woman? Who is the provider? God. Thank you. The man does not provide. The woman does not provide. God provides. He chooses whom he provides through, either the man or the woman. God is the provider. There is no way in the Bible that he says a man should provide for his household. The Bible, when people quote, people say, um, he who cannot provide for his household is unfit. If we go to that Bible verse now and read it in context, it was not talk, talking about financial provision. It was talking about taking care of a household. Can you offer them water to drink? First Timothy 5 8. Thank you. 
let's go to the scripture so don't be sick so you say oc said it first timothy chapter five eight verse eight so just mindful that not all of us on this call are married um but we prayerfully this is helpful and in preparing folks for when they do get to that point um so please bear with us as we delve deeper in this matter i'll read it amplify first and i'll read it in um um message and tpt okay. it says um romans just romans first much chapter five verse eight it says if you did read before and after i'm, I'm gonna read, i'm gonna read before and after it said if anyone fails to provide for his own and especially for for those of his own family he has denied the faith because faith he has denied the faith by disregarding his precepts and is worse than an unbeliever who fulfills his obligation to these matters the first question you should ask is what is the faith mm -hmm. who is the faith and how can you not provide it mean you divide deny the faith what is the faith about it it's not about love so how does you not providing deny the faith let's go up do not i do not sharply reprimand i'm standing from one i do not sharply reprimand an older man but appeal to him as you would a father to younger younger men as brothers to older women as mothers to women as sisters in purity being careful to maintain appropriate relationships so this are, you can see this chapter is about relationships mm -hmm. Honor and help those widows who are truly widowed, alone and without support. You see, it's transitioning to relationships and how to take care of each other in relationships. Mm -hmm. But if a widow has children or grandchildren who are adults, see to it that they learn to show great respect to their own family as their religious duty and natural obligation, and to compensate their parents or grandparents for their upbringing, for this is acceptable and pleasing in the sight of God. Now, a woman who is really a widow and has been left entirely alone without adequate income, trust in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. Whereas, so, one of the ways of, let me, let me just stop. Whereas, she who lives for pleasure and self-indulgence is spiritually dead even while she lives. Keep instructing people instructing the people to do these things as well so that they will be blameless and beyond reproach so what do they do support one another support widows support support one another if anyone fails to provide for his own and especially for his own family he has denied his faith provide for what support let's keep going and it was that a widow is to be put on the list to receive regular assistance only if she's over 60 years of age, having been the wife of one man and has a reputation for good deeds. She's eligible if she has brought up children, if she's shown hospitality to strangers, if she's washed the feet of the saints, God's people, if she has assisted. Can you see? So, like, it doesn't even actually, like, this isn't actually speaking about marriage, like the relationship within marriage. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. Okay, so should it's... we see in a message? Oh calm down, God. calm down. <laughs> because this, this, this scripture has been taken so out of context. Let's go to message. 
Do not be harsh. I mean, is everybody kind of seeing it? Because <laughs> maybe, let, let's read the other version. Maybe that will help. Do not be harsh or impatient. Let me talk to him as you would your own father and your younger men as brother, reverently honor another woman as you would your mother and younger women as sisters. Take care of widows who are destitute. If a widow has family members to take care of her, let them learn that religion begins religion begins at their own doorstep and they should pay back with gratitude some of what they have received. Pay back with gratitude. Mm -hmm. Help. They didn't say so you can your, this from what you see, the help can be opening your house. Mm -hmm. The help can be giving water. The help can be helping cook. Teaching. Chatting with yeah. Help. This pleases God immensely. You can tell a legitimate widow by the way she has put all her hope in God, praying to him constantly for the needs of others. So this is how she is helping. Mm -hmm. Not financially. Mm -hmm. Praying constantly for the needs of others as well as her own. But a widow who exploits people's emotions and pocketbooks. So now money is involved. So if you are all about your playing around with people's emotion and money, well, there's nothing to her. Tell these things to people so that they will do the right thing in their extended family. Anyone who neglects care. It didn't say money. Care for their family members in need repudiates the faith. faith. Why, why, why do you repudiate the faith? Because the faith of, of Christianity is about love. For God so love. So he's saying, show love to your family. If you cannot show love to your family, you have repudiated the faith. You have denied Christ. So you are you are you are not representing the nature of God, which is love. This is not about money. I mean, you can't show care through money. You can, right. but limiting it to only money, you have you have watered down what God is trying to say, because you can give money and still be heartless. Right. A person can throw money in your face. And insult you, make it, throw it at you, and ask you to pick it up with the floor. A person can insult you with money. Mm -hmm. Was the, is that care? Mm -mm. Anyone who neglects care for the family must repudiate the face. I'll read. I'll read it in tippet so we don't go off. No, let me stop here. Mm -hmm. I don't want us to go off of the topic. Foundational, actually, all this precept should go to um, Genesis. I'm going to go to Genesis. Genesis chapter two. I'm just going to read in the message to support to save time. I think we're going through all of this because we are, there are so many practices that we have brought into marriage that aren't necessarily God's design for it. And of course, we are in a very interesting time with quote unquote gender wars and all of these different types of ideologies floating around. Um, in within our culture that it is important to us who call ourselves believers to orient ourselves to the design of god and the true intention of what our scripture leads us to do as it relates to marriage so uh, setting the stage for why we're you we know, looking back. at the scriptures and we're going back and forth i believe that is the question here also is when two become one have two truly become one yeah when, that. yes so we'll when it comes to finances because it seems like people kind of really struggle in that area i give in you know abuse and different kinds of things that have happened so okay so yeah so genesis welcome ada so well i'm going to read it in 
amplified. I'm going to read from five. I believe you should start from start from four. Okay, I'll start from four. Oh, sorry, I said that what he said to me. Um, I'm starting from four. This is the Genesis two. Genesis two, chapter four. Okay, Mishari, we will go through scriptures and we will all go through the journey of getting to this answer together. So please bear with us. Okay. So this is the history of the origin of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that is the days of creation that the lord god made the heavens and the earth no shrub or plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprouted for the lord god had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man notice no man to cultivate the ground but a mist a, a fog a dew a vapor used to rise from the land and water the entire surface of the ground so man was not on the earth then the lord formed that is created the body of man from dust of the ground and breathed into the nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being an individual complete in body and spirit the lord god planted so man did not plant the lord god planted a garden in the oasis of the eden so god was the one that provided the garden eden meaning delight and a land of happiness and he put the man whom he had formed created there and in that garden the lord caused to grow from the ground every tree that is desirable he planted he caused to grow two things from the ground every tree that is desirable and pleasing in the sight of god that is good sustainable and pleasant for food the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of experiential knowledge recognition of the difference between good and evil pause both the water that watered both the growth god provided god catered we are supposed to be judicious users managers of the resources that he is given man does not provide woman does not provide god provides and god assigns man or woman or the man and the woman to be judicious managers of the resources that he has given mm -hmm. there are two ways to use the resources either use the resources as directed by the spirit of god mm -hmm. or use the resources as directed by your emotions doing utilizing god's resources that are directed by your emotions will bring you to a place of wounds of hurts mm -hmm. handicapping. of handicapping mm -hmm. using resources as led by the spirit multiplies the house enriches the house fruits now bears fruit bears more fruits first foundational answer who is providing for the house the man does not provide the woman does not provide a man can never glorify himself and say I am the one that worked and provided you are at my mercy. Lie, lie. Sorry, no, lie. That's a lie. You cannot say that. God provided you, He provided through you. If He did not bless the works of your hands, regardless of how hard you pull. Okay, let's go to the next one. Psalm 127, right? Mm -hmm. Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds a house, he labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise early, to retire late, to eat the bread of anxious labor, for he gives blessings to his beloved even in his sleep. Unless the Lord builds a house, you are the house of God. You are the house of Lord. You are the dwelling place of God. Mm -hmm. In my father's house, there are many mansions there. Well, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. Mm -hmm. You are the dwelling place of God. You are the house of God. 
So if anyone else tries to build this house, they build in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, you are Mount Zion, a city set upon the hill. You are the city set upon the hill. So you are both the house and also the city. So the Lord is the one who builds you. The one is the Lord is the one who watch over, watches over you. It is vain for you to rise up early, retire late, trying to build. It is not by effort. It is by grace. Mm -hmm. So a man cannot wake up one day and say, I have worked so hard, so hard, I own all this, get out of my house. No. God provided mm. through you. If he did not bless your works, you would have nothing. Mm. That's why all jobs had could be taken, but all job had could be multiplied because it is God that blesses. So one, provision is from God. When people come in marriage, mm -hmm. they become okay. one. So he provides, he's providing for one person. There might be two people, but providing for one. What does that mean? Two of you are one. Man and woman are one. So we are talking about spiritual, we'll soon come to the physical. Man and woman, both of you are one. He provided through both, through each, whichever person he chooses, he's providing for one. All he sees is one. All he sees is Christ. Mm. All he sees is one. So he can use the man. He can use the woman. He's providing for the two who have become one. Mm -hmm. Now, humanity still steps in. Self-consciousness steps in. What does that mean? Perspective comes in. Can I, trust you? can I trust you with my finances mm -hmm. i have been wounded by this situation or that situation and people bring wounds into their marriages people bring experiences into their marriages people bring fears into their marriages people bring offenses into their marriages and they start to inflict or afflict each other from the perspective they've come into with into the marriages with and so they start damaging influencing destroying the fabric of oneness that they have been given so these wounds cause them to not be able to effectively utilize the resources because they start working from emotion mm -hmm. or effectively distribute the resources. Things that are supposed to be used for something else that in the directive of God is not being done. Mm. The question now becomes, what is the root? Right. When Oyen was going through a situation, I knew the root because I had asked the Holy Spirit so I could have more patience. Mm -hmm. It was the wounds were expensive, but in love, we had to go through that season. I understood, and me trying to say, No, we cannot do this, no, we cannot do that. For her, I'm affirming those wounds. It's almost like I have joined, I am, I have joined the season of the I be, I would have become a physical representation of the season in her life that was trying to prevent her from receiving everything that she wanted. I will now become another person. So I cannot. So you are telling me I cannot do this. You are withdrawing. Up. First step in such situations, Father, what is the root? Mm -hmm. Father, what is the root? So that this does not take us into more and more debt. Father, what is the root? How do we address that root? How do we address it? How do we address that root? Do you want me to speak on it? You want to speak to her about okay why um do you realize yeah times it was yeah season three i will say to her like when you know that you're doing this because of this i realized that 
she never heard me until her until she was healed mm. she could never hear me until she was healed knowing what i know now i would have prayed for her healing than try to pray for than trying to be the one speaking mm. but i healed this wound bring her to a place of revelation and healing of this wound i was in a season of my own life where i was at standstill because i had gone i had gone through so many no's i had gone so i could not move forward or backward i would just stand still like it is safer to be still than to make effort to be to go forward or be better for some people the wound of rejection causes them to enjoy the protection of being in a safe simple comfortable place don't dream for more don't aspire to be better don't cross any boundary so that you do not face rejection then you now ask is and it is harder for women because you, you feel like this is the person the man i'm supposed to be with he's supposed to be seeking god's direction as i'm seeking god's direction they're supposed to be doing it together but he's safe in this place and not doing i see more i see the potential i see pray him through pray hard through where you see her in this moment or where you see him or see her in this moment so the, the thing the thing is one realize that you're not the one providing it's not your finances being abused it's god providing for you second ask god for the revelation of the wound lord where's this wound coming from where's this wound coming from in her where this wound coming from in me because it's not always the person that is wrong sometimes it <laughs> The danger of offense or the danger of perspective is that you are seen from a point of view, your point of view. You are not seeing the situation as God sees it. Offense, rejection, pride, entitlement, all of these things causes you to see. So you may not know that you are seen from your point of view. So Lord, what is the root? Help me see the situation the way you are seeing it. Help me see him or help me see her the way you see them. Just to also kind of add, and I think Ada had actually alluded to this last week, that it seems like sometimes some people are married to their enemies. Mm -hmm. Marriage requires a level of vulnerability that only the spirit of God can facilitate. Yeah. And what I mean is it requires showing a level of vulnerability that you have to trust that the person that you have been vulnerable with has the wisdom of the holy spirit to handle the vulnerability that is being shown so not just you know we're talking we've been talking specifically about finances but it's in every area of marriage right the financial part of it the physical part of it the sexual part of it ethical part of it. the ethical part of it and some of us have been in situations where we have been vulnerable with people who have abused that vulnerability and we have now mm. taken that to Sorry, be to add to your what you're saying mm -hmm. you, as you keep going the Holy Spirit says something as you said so we don't forget the Holy Spirit said what if the person that you are trying to be vulnerable with is your abuser ah <laughs> what if the person you're trying to be vulnerable with is your abuser uh within marriage I feel like that's a whole different um, we can answer that right so <laughs> but let's yeah, Jesus let's um focus on your say for example you're in a space where 
the person that you're now in marriage with is not your abuser, but you're still going through the process of healing from some of the past abuses that you have encountered. This is where the Holy Spirit is the third strand cord in a marriage. And I know it can, it can sometimes sound like, you know, we're always going back to the Holy Spirit, but truthfully, that is the only person that can help us have build healthy, strong marriages that are a reflection of the intention that God has. See, God loves you. God loves both parties in a marriage. He doesn't love one party more than the other. If you believe and you're founded on the love of God, for, now this is again a marriage between two believers. Let me let me let me preface by saying that a marriage between two believers. God loves both of you. He doesn't love one person more than he loves the other person. So if you believe in and accept in the love of God for you, you can be secure in knowing that as long as both of you are founded um, on this, the outcome that God has for your marriage will come to fruition. So would it be that in a season, a person in the marriage needs to maybe contribute a little bit more to help the other person get to a place of stability right that that work is not going in vain and that work is not so that's quote-unquote sacrifice is not something that is going to turn around and hurt you or hurt the family because god is intentional about you so that in itself and like being mindful like when holy spirit is giving us this okay this is the season that you're in maybe you know you um the man needs to contribute a little bit more. Maybe it's the woman that needs to contribute a little bit more finance, financially. Or you come into a season where the man needs to do a little bit more of you know, the house stuff and the woman doesn't do as much because that's just this. like these things are so in flux that if we don't listen to the directions of the Holy Spirit for our particular relationship, we can find ourselves repeating cycles and repeating situations and you know going on journeys to get testimonies that God did not plan when he allowed our marriage to be established. I don't know, is, are people tracking? Because you know, people are very quiet. Oh, let me add this before you. Wait, wait. Yes. Okay, seeing some, you know. Okay, okay great. Yeah, before before you go further, when you know the directive of God, mm -hmm. you who is the believer, or you who feels remember the person is not believing enough, you who knows who you who is in the understanding with in, in cognizance with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's the word I will use. You who is cognizant of and in and with three things of in. You can be cognizant of you know the Holy Spirit is present, mm -hmm. but you don't you are not cognizant with, you are not in you are not in sync. So, you who is doing that, now, from the Holy Spirit's directive, you set a plan. Okay, Holy Spirit, based on me working with you, you know the person that you gave me. That's your son. You know who I am. And you know your vision for this family. This month or this week, if it's a weekly budget, if it's a monthly budget, however, this week, how are we, de how are we dividing it? How are we putting the money together? Okay, what, how much do you want us to allocate? Okay, I, we we allocate this for savings. We allocate this for investment. We allocate this for stock. We allocate this for building. Whatever we are doing, and then this even amount 
is how much you want my spouse and I to allocate for each other. So once you pay out each other, you pay out each other. You have maybe you have your but okay. I pay out my private account. He pays it. I pay it. We pay because in my in our household, only a stronger one with finances. So I don't. Whatever money comes, just give it to her, and we can. We that we can we we go from we deal everything with, from one account. However, there are people of God I also know who pay out each other, and that also works. So okay, out of everything, take your one hundred. I'm just giving the lowest possible. Take your one dollar. You take your one dollar. We've given each other one dollar, one dollar each. If you finish your one dollar, you finished it. If I finish my one dollar, I finished it. So there's a semblance of equality. So regardless of what happens, you're prepared for that. Secondly, conversations need to be had. It is okay to have hard conversations. You cannot be so heavenly bound that you are not near no earthly good. You cannot be so high spirited that you're unable to really relate physically with people. At the same time, you cannot be so in your flesh that you're unable to re relate from the spirit with people. Hurt people, hurt people. If you are feeling hurt, give yourself a second, go to the Holy Spirit. When you feel more healed, approach the situation and have the hard conversations. Okay, how do you feel about the household finances? What do you feel that we could do better? Why do you feel that we can do better in this way? Or where do you feel that we are lacking? In what area would you like to help? It does not always have to be financial. In what area? I would help by praying. I would help by sharing with you my where the Lord is saying we should go. I would help by sharing with you ideas that I have. I would help by sharing with you. Because a lot of times I could be the dreamer only the execution. I only be like, oh, what's it? That dream is not realistic. Let's <laughs> but it, I mean you've learned you've learned to say it with love. In the past, it was very <laughs> wow. <laughs> so let's 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 bring it down to reality. Let's let's plan because that would be too that dream would too, be too expensive, or this would be let's let's see how we can turn that so. No, I think the best way to say let's systematically think through this mm -hmm. dream we're trying to execute. Not say that your dream is not realistic. <laughs> but anyway, carry on. So learning how to have the hard conversations. Mm. Because if you are if you are if you feel like you cannot speak, right. Because you cannot cuddle yourself in relationships without 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 inviting resentment absolutely you cannot cuddle yourself in relationship because you, you think you are cuddling the person no you are cuddling you because you are resistant to have the hard conversations because of how you how you feel the situation will make you feel okay mm -hmm. because how your feelings make you feel is what you are is what you are wary of so it's not the person you are cuddling it's you you're cuddling so cuddling will Cuddling yourself will eventually create resentment because you feel like you have restricted yourself from some from some sort of expression. blessing or some sort of expression that has been denied of you by that situation. Mm -hmm. So you end up sorry, the mic. You end up 
hating the person or de de despising the person and the person may never understand why and you start treating the person a certain way you might be more snappy to the person you 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 start seeing the divisions in ownership of properties but you have not had the conversation you had it in your head right you know how you feel but you have not completely expressed and you are holding on to expectations that you have never expressed mm. have the hard conversations but have it as led by the spirit go to your spirit, holy spirit how do i talk help me to express in a way because communication is not how eloquent you are it's, it's not how eloquent you are mm. it's how well no, 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 no. We are different. I'm not speaking like you. Anyway, so it's how eloquent you are. Mm -hmm. You know, communication is not how eloquent you are, it's how well you are understood. Mm -hmm. So Holy Spirit help me speak in a way that the person I'm speaking to will understand what I'm saying and what I'm feeling. And the Holy Spirit help me speak to him in a, speak to her, speak to him in a way that they can understand what. interesting okay there are different kinds of abuse there's physical abuse where a person beats you the social abuse where you feel like a person creates environments to socially ostracize you mm -hmm. there's verbal abuse when a person uses words to demean you there's sexual abuse where you are sex you where you, sex is a weapon sex is a weapon for or against you mm -hmm. there's ethical abuse where moral lines you don't want to cross you feel like you're constantly crossing to pla placate the person ethical abuse is often the abuse that is least paid attention to in relationships salient. and in marriages they are the most salient ones and once you once you are in places of ethical abuse it's the fastest place the fastest one to cause resentment because Financially, you feel like you're crossing lines you don't want to, to placate a person, to please a person. Mm. Emotionally, you feel like you're con continually giving, going for over and beyond what you feel is your limit to make a person comfortable. You have sacrificed yourself when Christ has already sacrificed himself. Mm. You feel like you are losing all of you to create all of them. That's ethical abuse. Mm. So you are, when you feel ethical abuse, ethically abused, hate sorry not hate um, what's resentment. the word not just resentment apathy apathy thank you apathy comes in because the opposite of love is not hate it's apathy mm. it's like you you see some people say their love love my love is dying or we grew apart it's apathy mm. ethical abuse is the most dangerous thing in relationships if left unaddressed mm. and the sad truth is that the person that might be ethically abusing you may not know Are we tracking? So the question that we are inadvertently asking is, how do I deal with ethical abuse in my marriage? Mm -hmm. How do I deal when I feel like I'm ethically abused in my finances? How do I feel like I'm medically abused in the friendship and in my marriage? How do I feel like I am ethically abused? I am handicapped at the ethical abuse in the relationship that i'm in mm -hmm. i feel like the ethical abuse also has was ask also or rather answer the question of what do you do when you are the abuser because you just <laughs> pointed out something you said 
if you could you could be the abuser you wouldn't know or you could right i think you just yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right great question wow y'all um what i wanted to add was that um <laughs> uh oh my god i forgot now i forgot i think all of these have you been the abuser <laughs> is that what's going on here brethren of the lord <laughs> Oh no, I wanted to talk about you know ethical abuse mm. and kind of like you know the, the the I think it was like the form and shape. It'll come back to me. But no, it was it was not about the abuser piece. So please carry on. The form and shape of ethical abuse. Yeah, like it was something that I wanted to um point out as a part of ethical abuse that we don't often pay attention to. Sorry, what was which one is ethical abuse again? Ethical abuse is the one where you, like a person, like you're finding that because of the decisions that your spouse is making, you are constantly crossing boundaries that you have set for yourself. Mm. So like the sort of like the, would I say, it almost is like you're, you, you're, you're becoming a second class citizen. Like you're not, it almost is like you always are in a place of placating this person be it, you know, because ethical kind of carries everything else in it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the financial piece of it or just the kind of person that you know that you're becoming, having to sacrifice that, especially for people maybe who start out as being um, non-believers, who then become believers and they feel like their life is going in this direction, but they maybe have a spouse who's not necessarily on that journey with them. Ethical abuse is pretty prevalent in that um, area. And can I just profess and say that none of neither of us are counselors, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> we're sharing from yes. the things, you know, in terms of like having like a certificate in psychology or anything of that sort. Absolutely not. But we're sharing from the wisdom that the Spirit of God has shown us, you know, over the years as we've navigated our own marriage and as He's helped us, you know, um, would I say cancel people along the way? So just want to kind of call out um before <laughs> it seems like oh we're being prescriptive absolutely not being prescriptive we're sharing from the wisdom that the spirit of god has um blessed us with so just want to you know call that out i didn't know how we how we even got here i don't know how we got here <laughs> either but <laughs> the people are really pulling on marriage today so okay <laughs> uh, excuse me uh, at the oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, see, i wanted to just interject right that yes. you don't have to like answer right to i'm not trying to back people or put you in a corner or something no no no, 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 no. no we don't think so <laughs> it's just very interesting like all of the different dimensions that are coming up and i think mm -hmm. that it is showing that within the body of christ as where our eyes have been opened to like the revelation of the finished work of christ we need to reorient marriage around what that looks like because there's there there is a lot out there about you know marriages and how to conduct your marriages and stuff that don't necessarily come from the perspective of the intention that god has towards marriage so what i'm what i'm what i feel like the spirit of the lord is flagging for us even as we're talking about this is helping believers really understand what healthy godly marriages look like so we, I don't think that you're backing us into a corner, but I feel like these are essential conversations that we had that we have to have um, within the body of Christ. So I think, uh, Mr. Mike, you 
started to say something. Effie, I'm not sure if you started to say something as well. No, I wanted to ask, um, when you're talking about physical abuse, could you be say, okay, um, you're always going overboard to please the person? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're always making sure, okay, like down here, it's like you say, okay, for peace to win, let me just, for peace uh -huh. to win, let me go. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. I just wanted to understand that. Because you are constantly sacrificing what yeah. will also be your pleasure to pleasure. Right. So, okay. A marriage should be two people are doing each other in, in service. service. Absolutely. It should be a hundred hundred or a hundred or over a hundred over a hundred because a hundred is you, but when it is more than hundred, grace has come into it. Right. So it should be more than a hundred, more than a hundred from both sides because they give over themselves, giving room for grace to give each other grace. Right. The other is giving over themselves with room for grace to give each other grace. But when each person is <laughs> when one person is constantly the only one withdrawing from the accounts withdrawing and giving and giving and giving that is ethical abuse now there may be seasons in the marriage where one person is unable to do something mm -hmm. maybe after a wound after an accident after a hurt after a loss mm -hmm. one person grief, may be going through grief. grief one person may be emotionally unavailable because of grief physically unavailable because of an accident financially unavailable because of the situation but understanding that one, you are not costing the other because you, in marriage, when read in in a relationship, I swear, a relationship going to marriage, I am supposed to be God's representation of love to her. Mm -hmm. She's supposed to be God's representation of love to me. God is not an abusive father. Right. He doesn't. Is in a. Is he an abusive groom? Right. God is not a taker. He's first a giver. Right. And he he only takes what the the nature of what he has given. Right. So that is if, a fundamental thing. So if if I am to be the representation of God's love to her, mm -hmm. I I must be that same thing, that same representation. Yeah. So if I now start demanding of her beyond her nature for my pleasure, I am an idol. I am no longer God. Mm -hmm. I have and when idols are exalted in relationship, people pay price to appease the gods. <laughs> you truly do appease the gods. And <laughs> the sacrifice to God always costs a life. Say that again. Please. The sacrifice to God always costs a life. Mm -hmm. And you don't want the life of your spouse to be the one cost in the marriage because the life of your spouse being, being cost in a marriage leads to the end of the marriage. The life of your spouse defines the love she can give you. If you or the love he can give you, if you drain all of that, there is nothing else to give. Mm. That's why ethical abuse results in apathy, not hate, because there is they, there is no power to hate you. Just they're numb. They're numb. And if you catch yourself feeling numb or coming to that place where you are feeling numb in your relationship, it's time to have the hard conversations. So the answer to that question: Are you the abuser? The only way to know that is ask the Holy Spirit, Lord. That's why we started. We preface by saying, Lord, help me see the situation as you see it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you, all you may see is this person has done this to me. This person is not doing this. He's not meeting this expectation. He's mm -hmm. not meeting that. Ask yourself, Holy Spirit, show me. Let me see this situation the way, you, the way you're seeing it. Am I the abuser? Mm. Am I missing something out? And sometimes you may require to be quiet even when there are conversations to be had. Mm. And because in that situation, 
all you can do is pray the person through because having conversations with them only will remind them of the failure that they have become or they are or they should feel in making you feel what you are feeling mm -hmm. so number one recognize the provider mm -hmm. number two have asked the holy spirit for his view his vision of the situation number three ask the holy spirit his directive for you having understood this vision four ask the as you speak, should I speak or should I pray through? Mm. Five, then set a plan from the revelation that you've received. You want to say something? Yeah, one thing that I would, I should also, that I don't know if we kind of called us, but I think we alluded to it as we talk, is recognizing the, the season that your marriage is in. Yeah. Different seasons require different things. Mm and as the the goal i mean the the reason why a lot of us we all get into marriage is to grow old with the person as you're growing old with the person there will be changes there will be different things that your your marriage requires i think some challenges come when we have a static view the person that we meet to the person that you're with yeah. it's super important that we are mindful of the seasons and we are mindful of the dynamic nature of what it means to be having this human experience. And what do I mean by that? There might be a there might be a season where people have you know come in from like different hurts and things, and they require a nurturing environment. Yeah. And what does a nurturing environment look like? So I will the way that um, Holy Spirit House helps me understand it is you have a plant. And you know, you sing to your plants, you put your plants by the sun, you know, you clean the leaves, you just do all of these things. Water. You, you know, change the water, you add um, plant food, like everything, you provide everything that the plant needs to really flourish. Right. That's what nurturing looks like. It could then be you kind of lean on words of affirmation a little bit more, you know, maybe we're not executing as much mm -hmm. as a family because we're ensuring that every person in the family unit is healthy mm. because what happens is we put demands on sick people and we wonder why they're unable to bear fruits yeah something please you can't cultivate where you haven't nurtured yeah we haven't better the difference with nurturing the okay cultivation yeah so now there's also the time of cultivation so the time of cultivation is you have a big tree that has now grown you know full with leaves and all of that but maybe the aesthetic of that tree isn't quite fitting um your environment that you're in and you need to bring a gardener in to trim your edges so they have to cut and they have to you know make it conform and have a kind of fit um the idea 
of what we're looking to achieve, right? That is a completely different process from a nurturing process. So a lot of times, I, I for one know that cultivation is my default. So I'm very quick to, we need to do this, we need to do this, this is how you're not doing it, this is what you need to do. And sometimes I've misinterpreted the season where nurturing was what was needed and I was offering cultivation. So now I'm not getting the best out of the person. And that can sometimes come across as abusive to the person because, oh, well, to the person, yeah, the person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I haven't paid attention to the season that my marriage is in and the needs of my partner in that season. And to be honest, this is, again, part of why we have the spirit of God who then helps us understand this is what is needed this is you know how you provide what is needed so i'm not stuck in oh i know oc i've known oc for a really long time this is what i think he needs or this is what i think he needs to do and i'm not thinking about you know maybe some of the things some of the um would i say cultivation from like you know uh, aunties and mothers and those types of things where you know you have to be on your man and you have to da 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 whereas i am mindful that he is a person that is loved by God and God who loves him is present to teach me what he needs so that I can be the help needs that he needs in the season that he's in. And the reverse is absolutely the case as well. I feel like honestly, I started to see how to do this because Osi modeled it first. And that a lot of times I feel like when you know we say things like you know the man is you know the head of the woman and the man like the the or the man should love the woman the way that christ loves the church is that a lot of the things that we're able to um respond in love to god with is as a result of how christ has demonstrated it to us it is the realization of the love of god that we have in christ that sets us free to respond in love to god so for the men who are on the call this is the call of headship that the man is called to is not to you know lay down rules and regulations absolutely not but a call to represent like literally be that person who is modeling the love of god to your family and then having your family respond in kind to what has been modeled and i believe this is part of what we saw in first timothy about how a um a person is supposed to support their family so a lot of the times I feel like society does many disservice when it just puts their, the entirety of their headship on their ability to provide financially. Like that really right there is the handicap that society has done for men, not realizing that there is a call to more. I know we like to say, you know, women are the natural, like nurturers or whatever, no. but look at the father that is the, the the perfect nurturer that there is so i still have that to say that there is more we need to be mindful we need to be attentive and we need to be able to respond to the instructions that we're getting effie you hand your hand up oh that was so powerful thank you um I am actually very confused by this and the urge to share this thing I'm about to share because I don't even know why 
I'm sure I've been like, anyways, I'm just going to share. I don't, yeah. That's I, what think, I think that's maybe what it is, but I, I still, anyways, I'm just going to share for what is what. And oh, I'm so sorry because it doesn't really have anything to do with what you are saying. So it feels strange to me. You may not know if it does. Go ahead. Okay. So prior to us even starting to kind of go down this route before oh i was kind of saying oh i know that they are married people there are some people that aren't married on here i had just been writing down stuff and it, it it's it's interesting i wrote this down because it's not it's not something that i think i was aware of about me until and i'm going to share some kind of personal stuff it's not something i was aware of about me until i kind of wrote it down and it made me feel uncomfortable mm. and what I wrote was, I feel worried that moving away from this familia would lead to poverty. Mm. And it's important I wrote that because I was just kind of thinking, because I think I'm in this space where God is trying to like, I'm, I'm so uncomfortable at work and I'm just like, okay, I know there's more. I'm like, you know, just kind of like my church, they'll be calling it like birthing your purpose, right? So I know I'm kind of like in that space. And so I wrote it. And then after I wrote it, I wrote, but this is a lie right mm. I, I wrote like god wants me to prosper in all things and i was as i was writing that in, i don't want to say coincidentally also took us to genesis 2 1 to 5 and there's talking about like god provides for you mm -hmm. right and I'm like, oh that's so interesting because even if we're talking about god's provision in the context of like in marriage i was even just thinking more like for where i am even though i'm not looking at it from a marriage perspective it's mm -hmm. like this feeling it's use is baseless because god provides do you understand so why mm -hmm. this fear of you know so i just thought that was an interesting thing and again i don't even know why i'm sharing this but oh well you see, you see what's on the screen effie lol prosperity comes from the lord <laughs> i see <laughs> You are the house. Mm -hmm. You are the city. Mm -hmm. You are the house of the Lord. You are the city of God. You are Mount Zion, a city set on a hill. Mm. You see, we have come to Mount Zion. See, you are that Mount Zion. You are that city set on the hill. You are the house of and anybody here. Full of the Holy Spirit. You are a moving fortress. You are you. What person? A holy nation. You mm. not say they. You are a holy nation. Mm -hmm. So you alone is one nation, one nationality. You are a holy mission. You are a royal priesthood. First mm. Peter 2.9. Okay, let's go first Peter 2.9. So I realize you know, we're very close to the end of time. Um, so I think we just need to you know, wrap up. Okay. Sorry. I understand that you want to be timekeeper, but we the person that owns the time, we are working in it. Okay, okay. First Peter 2, chapter 9 says. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. One person. Hello. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mike, did you say something? <laughs> Hello. Yes, yeah, we, we can, can hear you. you. 
I can't hear you anymore. We'll see if you guys can hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you, Mr. Mike. I mean, everybody, can everybody hear us? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I can't hear you guys at all. Oh. For like um, 10 minutes off. now, but it's obvious that you are still speaking. Ah. Maybe he doesn't want to okay. miss, miss the things that have been shared. But yes, going back to what we saw the last time, let me just go back. And the Holy Spirit is saying something. Mm. We often think prosperity is a financial thing. Mm. Prosperity is not a financial thing. Mm. Prosperity is a totality thing. I pray above all things that you mm -hmm. prosper and be in good health as your souls prosper. Prosperity is the entirety of your being. In your marriage, in your business, in your health, in your mind, in every area of your life, God wants you to prosper. When it comes to marriage, that you have the most flourishing marriage ever. Mm -hmm. Comes to your work, you are the best among all. I pray above all things that you prosper and be so as your soul is made to prosper and everything concerning you prospers. One thing, uh, poverty is not a financial situation. Um, poverty uh, is a mindset. State of being. Poverty is not a financial situation. Poverty is a mindset. And I, I believe that's one thing the Lord is trying to address with you because if you have his riches in glory you have it all he said mm -hmm. money answered all things but money answers to god money answered all things but even money answered to god because all things answer to him mm -hmm. so all things include money including money answers to god mm -hmm. so if you have his riches if you have his authority mm -hmm. all things answer to you The marriage the family is a house and unless he builds it mm. if you try to build it with your wisdom you build it in vain mm. the family is the first unit of a city unless the lord guards it if you guard it with your wisdom you got it in vain mm -hmm. it is vain to rise up early retire late eating the bread of anxious labor thinking is that is by provision that your marriage is sustained mm. the lord gives blessings he didn't say money blessings because blessings is not limited to finances mm -hmm. it is the fullness of the personality nature and power of god in your home even in your rest mm. rest in god so that you can find this you can find the easing of the stresses that come with being with someone mm. it is not easy to be in a relationship it takes a lot out of you but it is only grace that refuses it mm. any relationship not built on grace will drain both people and chase both people out say that again please any relationship not built on grace will drain both people and chase both people out let me pause there we've said a lot of things have we answered the questions of everyone that everyone had this question about relationship are there is there any part that we need to talk more on? Is there any part that we need to 
Did we answer the questions that have been asked? Starting from Mishari. Starting from Mishari. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Did you answer the question? I don't know, but I, I, I got something out of what you were saying. But um, yeah. Is there a path that a part kind of politics? Is there a part that you you want you would like more clarity on? No, everything you talked about, I agree. I think I was just asking one particular question, but I get it. We went we went to the left for me, but I got it. It was something good. Okay, well, I guess we'll continue after Mishari. We're going we'll go a bit. So just hold on after. Um, Lala, did we answer your question? She had that. Hmm? Yes, she had yeah. Okay, okay. Very good, thank you. Okay, Ada, did we answer your question? Yeah. Is it no? Yes, I said Oh, okay, okay. So, any question, comments, concerns, anyone else? Okay, let me reiterate for Ms. Shari. Firstly, when you are faced with a situation that it is just you and the person that you are with, and it feels like there's given, 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 and the situation is, you feel ethically abused, like we came with it, feel ethically abused in the situation that you are in. I'm trying to prevent ethical abuse. So, one, the first thing you, you address with God is the root. First root is ensuring you understand that the provision is not from you, it's from God. Two, asking God to let you see the situation from his lenses. What do you, you remember? What you I think everybody wanted to say is I think that part of um, the unwillingness to really surrender this area to god is because somewhere at the back of our minds we think that god does not love us enough to protect us even in this area if we believe that everything that we have has been given to us from him are we certain and are we do we believe that he who loves us that much is protective even of the things that he releases to us that it is not his um how does scripture says that his thoughts for us are oh, good yeah. and not of yeah. evil that his love assures the protection of our emotions of our finances of whatever it is that we are sharing within the covenant of marriage so if, yes you and not his love assures his presence mm -hmm. and ensures his, his his protection ensures his provision mm -hmm. and assures his power so that's again please his love ensures mm -hmm. his presence assures his provision mm -hmm. ensures his protection mm -hmm. and ensures his power yes so we can believe that in his love 
it's just like we talked about in Titus, where we see that grace equips us, grace instructs us. So even in the context of marriage, grace is present to equip us and instruct us to use the resources that he has released to us to the benefit of having a healthful, a healthy, um, godly marriage, because it is his will that above all things we prosper and be in good health in every area of our lives. Amen. So, yes. Second thing, ask for God's perspective. Yes. And when I go for God's vision, and when God shows you his vision, ask for him clarity of how that vision applies to you right. when he tells you the application then you have the hard conversations so that you are not constantly giving giving without having a hard conversation and in the conversation it might require of you to be a nurturer mm -hmm. but you affirm the person into the nature that they are called to be mm -hmm. you speak words of affirmation affirm them in what god says about them mm -hmm. so Maybe the person has been in seasons of wounds, with rejection, where they started to doubt themselves, mm -hmm. or they've forgotten who they affirmed them in, who they have called them back into who God has called them to be based on your position in their life. Mm. No, you are not a failure. You are great. You are called to be more than this. You will succeed in everything you put your hand upon. You will have clarity of mind. You would have follow through. You will go through and fulfill what God has called you to do. You are not lazy. You are hardworking. You are determined. For, to go to follow through with everything God has directed you. You see God's will for you in a situation and you move, you move in God's timing to receive what God has called you to. You are not lackadaisical. You are not confused. You are not blind. You are not less than. You are not mediocre. You are you are the ex, you are the exhibition of the excellence of God. You are the you are the manifestation of His nature. You so you speak the person into life. You speak the person into what God has called them to be. You speak them out of. What they are hurt or their situation is making them be you call them you call them by the nature god defines them as mm -hmm. you affirm them it does two things it reminds them who they are in christ mm -hmm. and it brings them to a place of appreciation of your words for them mm -hmm. people will never forget people who never people may forget the situation but they will never forget how you made them feel during the situation mm -hmm. so while you feel ethically abused don't be an ethical abuser mm -hmm. so when you have when you have nurtured when you have nurtured the person in the nature it is then you can now it is then at the person is starting to walk like yeah, that nature, nature then you cannot begin to help in cultivation okay now now that you're working like this it will be helpful to do this it will be unfair to start making demands of it i expected you to do this you did not do this i expected you to do this this is my expectation this is what i this is what you should be doing as a man this is what you, this is what you should be doing as a woman is that it's it is it is unfair to to cultivate really from a place you have not nurtured mm -hmm. it's until you have nurtured that you can come and cultivate you can't have expectations of fruit where you have not watered. Mm. So have hard conversations and in conversation you may require to nurture as the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to let you know this, the, the vision and the season. Mm. Two things. When you go to the Holy Spirit asking for the vision, he will never give you how, how he sees things without telling you what season you are in. Mm. Sons of Iskand knew the times. But we are in the beginning. We are always in the time. We don't have to know the time because we are always in time. Mm -hmm. So he would tell you because you are in time, he will show you what the vision is and what time, what the time requires of you. Mm. So once you have this, then you can have the discussions as necessary so that you are not constantly being feeling like you are pouring out. 
and you understand what is required of you, understand what is required of your spouse and how you can better approach it. Does this better bring better clarity for everyone? As a summary of everything. Mm -hmm. Questions, comments, concerns before we close out. Did this help anyone? Did this bring understanding to anyone? Or if anyone can share what they've learned today briefly, just two people, so we close out. That was very good. Uh, just, just clarity. I think, um, yeah, very, very good. It's, it's. I like what you said about being so holy that you are no earthly good. Like, mm -hmm. do both, right? Mm -hmm. We we have to have the hard conversations, and we also have to keep in mind the intent what God had for marriage and how we are each other's helpmate and how we are, we can be the nurturer and we can also be the affirmer, right? It's not to the extreme. Um, and then also realizing where you've taken advantage of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's big and we have to, to take a look at that, right? Because you're not having the conversations or you're not asking Holy Spirit to show you your nature as well right become the person keep challenging that person in the mirror right holy spirit show me me show me you know the nature of or where is this coming from right so that you don't have these expectations and that grow into resentments so um i think that was really good and i think that's where i was going with what we were talking about last week like you know as far as the relationships right because we hear all these quotes and all these really fancy things on Instagram, but how are they and how do we as believers apply them to our relationships, right? Because we can go get the couch time, the therapy and heal in the clinical sense, but mm. where is the word of God, right? I feel like it is important. It is not only important, it is water to a fish <laughs> for mm. us to have the word of God to um to bring it home for the believer. So amen. Thank you. Amen. Don't forget the word that you said is that mirror. Mm -hmm. So you are looking in the mirror. Yep. You're becoming what you see. Christ in you the hope of glory. Oh it's the song of the new man. Oh, we are looking in the mirror. Oh, we're becoming what we see. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Oh, it's the song of the new man. We are new men. We are new men. Also. We are new songs. So we see from the word, mm -hmm. see your partner from the word, mm -hmm. see yourself from the word, be the reflection that you're requesting. Last person. The part that really got me is um, the, the God being a provider. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I've always grown up that the man is the provider of the house. It's still a subconscious thing in my head. And um, for today, uh, um, 
I have really got to understand that um, it's God that is really providing and is using me. And he could use my wife tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. or he could use both of us at the same time. So none of us really have anything. We are just custodians of um, the resources, and God is God is the one providing for us. It's really big for me. It's really, really big for me. Amen. Amen. Tonya? Um, two things for me. Well, a couple of things, but let me try and be short. Um, one, that part of um, um, just God being a provider and is his resource. I know I've been feeling lately about like, yeah, we should be doing more. We should invest in more. We should have a financial plan. Ta, 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 ta. I get very, very hands-on and frameworky about these things. But that reminder of like, we should be doing more because what, like, <laughs> back to like, what is God's plan for us here? Like, what does more mean? Does it mean investment? Does it mean giving more? Like, just you know, there's the world's definition of mm-hmm. what um, financial growth is and all of that. And I felt myself getting sucked into that. Uh-huh. I was mix of like you know, your rich life. I'm like, what's my rich life? I just started going off. Um, anyway, so that was just a quick, like, check. Um, that's one. Um, the other piece that was really helpful, too, was just that concept of, um, um, was it nurturing versus cultivating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The we'll teach you how to be rich. I mean, whatever. I read the book, like, I'm so dedicated. Um, anyways, um, I have been feeling like, oh, what is the vision for our marriage? What is the vision for our home? And getting into like almost, what's the word? Demanding from my husband, like, okay, what's the vision for our home? What's the vision for our marriage? And you don't, you don't seem to be giving. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, like you're not giving us anything to execute on. I just almost feeling myself you know, wanting to turn around and demand, um, mm. you know, and this was just helpful for me, like, pause, <laughs> you know, like, what wh- what are you, what what are you actually trying to strive for here? Mm. Yes, we vision. yes, we should have this and that. Okay, what is the root cause of, of you know, if, if you do feel like he's not hearing from God or he's not articulating what he's hearing from God, how can you be nurturing? How can you be affirming? Like, it just gave me a different way to um, think about it because I anchored towards the, like, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, that's just not the only way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it depends on the season it depends on the space um so that was another part there was another lingering and you know i'm trying to just process this without my usual lens of looking for a problem in myself mm-hmm. but an action item was oh are you the abuser mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm like okay let me just pray about that and if something comes it comes if it doesn't come let it go um, because I tend to like want to like okay I am the problem here and I need to fix something within me. Um, so yeah, that was the third piece. Hmm. Hmm. You are not broken, so Tonya, 
leave the broken mentality because you are not broken. Exactly. Because it's only broken people that see the see what they need to Let's fix. They need to know what they need to fix in themselves. Because how you treat yourself is how you treat others. Mm. And you now see what you need to fix in others. No, you are not broken. They are not broken. You are well. You are holding God. And if there are ways he wants you to grow, behold them, become them. Mm -hmm. You are looking in the mirror. You are becoming what you see. Absolutely. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That yeah. is the song of the new man. You are the new man. Sing that song. You are looking in the mirror, you are becoming what you see. Look in the mirror. That is the image you look at. Not mm -hmm. You don't look at yourself. You're not looking at the mirror to see how you look. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the mirror to see how he looks because right. he is the mirror. Right. So stop being self-conscious. Enjoy self-consciousness. Amen. Amen. So quick announcements. One, from next week, three, uh, we are moving backwards. So we're, from, we're, going to, we're going to be starting at... 3 p.m. EST and PST, which will be 6 p.m. EST, and which will then be 11 p.m. Nigerian, Nigerian time. So that will be earlier for everyone. I hope that time is okay for everyone. Yeah, it's fine, but it's crashing with another program for me. Don't know what I'll, I will join as soon as I finish the other one. Okay. Oh, Tonya. What happened? It's right in the middle of the work day for Tonya. Oh. Okay. That's one. Okay. The second thing will be we're now going to be um the Lord has led us to start training people in prayer. So it's gonna be like a form of discipleship in prayer. So the three people the Lord called are Lala. So Lala. Marina and Jasmine, and anyone else that's, that feels led by God. Anyone else the Lord is leading. So I need you, we need you to go back, ask the Holy Spirit. It is something that he wants me to be trained in. So even the names we call, please go back and ask the Lord. So by next, something. Once everyone has their answers, we'll discuss the times. Okay. He called my name before you said it out loud. Okay. Amen. Amen. So, for our closeout today, we're going to be doing something different. Lord will have me affirm all of you by speaking these words over you. So on each line, you, you all can simply say amen. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So, we choose to believe, decree, and declare that we are sons of God. Amen. We are the image and likeness of God Amen. in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are sons, loved by God, known by God, chosen by God, confirmed into the image of Christ, predestined, called by God, justified in Christ, sanctified and glorified by God. Amen. God loves us. Amen. Amen. Forgiven by God. Amen. Atoned for, delivered, and justified in Christ. Amen. Are born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for good works. Amen. God of Jesus speaks for us. Amen. Like Christ, we are transplanted into the bloodline and the heritage of God. Amen. Amen. 
dwell in the sacred place of the Most High. Amen. Amen. Christ in heavenly places. Amen. 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 Power and spouses and powers. Amen. Amen. Christ. Amen. Amen. This is our reality. We live by the faith of Christ. Amen. As God deemed and deems us worthy. Amen. Amen. The redeemed of the Lord. Amen. We are redeemed from every curse of the land. Amen. As good and protected by God. Amen. God is good to us. Amen. Move in the vision of God. Amen. Walk in the fullness of our purpose. Amen. The Holy Spirit leads our being. Amen. We are made holy, set apart, and sanctified for good works. Amen. Amen. Redeemed of the Lord. Amen. All ministries of men, angels, and elements are aligned for the fulfillment of God's purpose through us. Amen. Our destiny has received expression. We only walk in God's will for us. Amen. We live in the Lordship of Christ. We are separated from everyone, every place, and everything that's not God's will for us. Amen. We live to see and fulfill the manifestation of God's purpose through us. Amen. We overtake and recover all swiftly with and with ease. Amen. 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 of God favor like a shield, so we have favor and peace with all men. Amen. Amen. We walk in the fullness of God's grace, free from the law. Amen. We abundantly in the eternal life of Christ. Amen. We live as new creatures with the mind of Christ. Amen. The Holy Spirit desire what God desires for the same reason He desires it. Amen. Amen. God dwells in us. We daily diligently follow through with God's assignment for us. Amen. Of God in us by His presence and anointing, we walk circumspectly in discernment, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, power, moral courage, godly confidence, and godly discipline. Amen. Amen. We maximize every gift of the Holy Spirit and bear fruit after the nature of Christ. Amen. Atmosphere of Christ. Amen. Jesus is in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. We are holy ground. Amen. We are filled to fullness with the fullness of God. Amen. We walk Amen. in the glory of God's presence in us and in the honor of God's name upon us. Amen. Love is in us. We foster the testimony of oneness, patience, kindness, humility, self-control, and forgiveness. Amen. Life is in us. All things live, resurrect, and multiply. Nothing dies within or around us. Amen. We are the light of the world. Darkness can neither contend with, comprehend, or control us. Amen. The king lives in us. We pioneer and birth new ideas. Amen. The way lives in us. We are never stranded. Amen. We agree with decree and superimpose God's will for us and our household. Amen. God is faithful to us. Amen. Amen. Live life more abundantly, we live more gracefully. Amen. Live out and enjoy the yes and the amen of God. Amen. We are sought out and never forsaken. Amen. Receive abundant seeds to sow. Amen. Receive abundant bread for our table. Amen. To produce with speed and multiply with ease. Amen. The fruits of this land, and we enjoy the favor of the land. Amen. We walk in the authority and boldness as audacious sons of God. Amen. The works of our mind, the works of our heart, and the works of our body, and every child Lord assigned to our lives are blessed. Amen. We are blessed to be blessings to those around us. Amen. Our light shines before all men to the glory of God our Father. 
Grace is working for us. Amen. God's favor, God's mercy, the good things of God follow and surround us like a shield. Amen. Amen. Possible for us. Amen. 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 We rest in God Himself grants us peace always by all means, no matter what it costs Him. Amen. Amen. God as the rest of God being the reason why God rests. Amen. Amen. By the grace of God through the faith of Christ, we are. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your establishment. We thank you for your grace. Yes, Lord. We unleash Amen. the manifestation of your nature in our lives. Yeah. We superimpose your will for our lives in this day and forevermore. We yeah. cancel out every mindset of self, every mindset of sin. We come yeah. into into some consciousness, Father Lord. We receive yes. everything in the nature of sonship as accorded to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We recover all. We stand in the glory of your nature as sons, Father Lord. We reject and we cancel everything the previous mindset has accustomed and has changed us by. We are set free. For we know the Son and we are set free in the name of Jesus. By the knowledge of Christ that we have received, we enjoy the pleasure of our freedom. We are the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ unto the world. And we shall walk out the nature of God, we yeah. set ourselves apart from everything that's unlike God, and we yes. come into every yes. Lord that has portioned to us this week. It's a week of blessing, the week of grace, yeah. the week of multiplication, yes, the week Lord. of adornment of the ble- with the blessing and the promise of God for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We walk, Amen. Oh, Jesus. We walk in His authority, yes, we walk Lord. in His light and life. The yes. life of God explodes in us, Lord, Amen. that we are able to give out that life to those who surround us in the name Amen. of Jesus. We are not depressed. We are not worn down. We are not broken. We enjoy the pleasure of God in the name of Jesus. Even the relationships and the marriages that you have called us to, Lord, will begin to exhibit and receive your nature in the name of Jesus. The manifestation of successful marriages, the, which is the blessing Jesus. of sonship. Yes. You said that yes, we prosper as our yes, souls prosper. God. So we decree the prosperity of our soul in accordance with you in us in the name of Jesus. Amen. That that yes, prosperity Jesus. of our soul spreads to our relationships, yes, spreads to our marriages, yes, spreads to our workplaces yes, in the name of in Jesus. In the name that of prosperity Jesus. Of soul, we begin to reap the fruit yes, of the, prosper- the prospering of our soul by you, who is the keeper, the shepherd of our soul. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We receive everything. The prosperity has accorded us. In the name of Jesus. We have our minds. Our homes are prosperous. In our jobs, we are prosperous. In our life, we are prosperous. We enjoy and receive prosperity in the name of Jesus. We decree the revelation, the manifestation, and the enjoyment that the prospering of our soul has accorded and assured us in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Joy and we receive the revelation. We embrace your riches in glory. Poverty is not our name, poverty is not our mindset. But we are wealthy because our Father is rich in the name of Jesus. We rest. We are assured in his provision. We are ensured in his protection. We are, our eyes are open to behold your protection, provision, and presence in our lives in the name of Jesus. Jesus. cannot lack with abundance. Abundant living is the part of promise from the nature of Christ in us. So abundant living in our marriage, we are not surviving in our marriage. We are not surviving in our homes. We are not surviving in our house. Abundant living is our promise. And we receive the manifestation in the name of Jesus. 
unto us. Amen. That we can enjoy the love of God as yes, we fellowship Lord. with the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes Lord. The of God that are attached to us. Yes. That we are yes. seeing blessings upon blessings. Yes. So much that our head will sin. Yes. And you, the God of peace, you are granting us peace. Yes. We are not seeing ourselves yes. as abusers. We are not seeing ourselves as offenders. Yes. We are not seeing ourselves as rejected. Yes. We are seeing yes. ourselves as love and our yes. name as love. Yes. And because we are be loved, and from the nature of that love, we give that love in the name of in Jesus. Name of Jesus. Jesus. That's yeah. Love. Yeah. All our spouses begin to love. Our seeds begin to love. Jesus. And everyone around us begins to conform to the nature of a love that is in us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everybody. Run over time again today. <laughs> Thank you all so very much. Um, well, yeah, we love and appreciate you. We'll hang up for a few minutes um, afterwards. If know. anyone has questions, comments. So we'll, we'll stop the recording if anyone has more questions. So, Tonya, our pleasure.